Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Let's talk uh, electric vehicles. Now, uh, Joe Biden, U.S. President Joe Biden, like um, many elected officials, has been pushing hard in regards to uh, convincing voters to to get uh, to purchase uh, electric vehicles and to buy um, uh, EVs, but of course you need EV chargers. Well, Mr. Biden says um, his administration wants to build 500,000 EV chargers across the United States, and he wants at least 50% of new cars sold to be electric by 2030 in the U.S. Well, Congress has approved, I know there's a lot of fighting and fighting going on in the U.S., there always is with the Republicans and Democrats, but they do agree on certain things as well. Congress has approved $5 billion for highway chargers, plus another $2.5 billion in grants for charging infrastructure. Uh, what's also interesting in regards to this announcement is that at least 7,500 Tesla chargers will be made available for all electric vehicles by the end of 2024. So that means Tesla's chargers, which uh, I guess are trademark, copyright, whatever you want to call it, trademark, I guess, and uh, they can only be used for T Teslas, now will be open up to uh, other uh, car makers as well. It's a push by the Biden administration, which, by the way, probably doesn't agree with Elon Musk on a lot of things, but they've agreed to move forward on this. And could we see something like this in British Columbia? And I want to talk a little bit about our EV network and, more importantly, our charging network. Joining me now is Jeremy Cato. He's an automotive journalist behind CatoCarGuy.com. Jeremy, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jazz. Good to see you. I'll talk to you. Yeah, and so walk, <laughs> we'll see each other soon. Hopefully we get you in studio here. Uh, yeah. l- let's talk a little bit about this announcement. Uh, what do you make of it? Well, I, I, I think it, it's the old story, um, uh, follow the money. The, the Biden administration uh, with with Nancy Pelosi when she was still speaker passed the, <laughs> the strangely titled Inflation Reduction Act which is actually a mostly a big green energy program. And it includes something like $7.5 billion to uh, enhance the charging station, all kinds of uh, handouts and incentives for manufacturers, including Tesla, to build out their charging stations to maximize the, the effectiveness of, uh, of uh, the EV push that the Biden administration and our governments here in Canada, both provincial and federal, uh, are, are pushing for, which is to perhaps by 2030 to 2035, 60% of the cars on the road would be EVs. So we're talking 18 to 20 million EVs on the road, you know, within the next decade and a half. So you got to charge those things someplace, and that's what's at work here. Uh, are you? Do you buy the numbers at all in regards to having that many EVs on the road, especially when you need chargers? Not for a second. I mean, I mean, these these are these are targets, um, but targets, as you know, are uh, not always hit. Mm-hmm. But I do think the the commitment to uh, shifting the, the uh, away from carbon based um, transportation networks to uh, electric uh, and renewable electric uh, electric vehicles charged by renewable electricity, I do think that's very real. But there's huge barriers to, to getting charging stations 
up. I've read, to put that in some perspective, I've read that various experts are suggesting we need somewhere between 500,000 and 4 million charging uh, docks in Canada to meet the targets that are set out by uh, 2040. So I don't think ever, anybody really knows how many charging stations we need. And, and that, that creates all kinds of challenges for people who are building them and thinking about buying an electric car. I think we have about 16,000 across the country, but that's just a number. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, it, if you could be stuck somewhere and there's no charger or you've got to wait or whatever it may be, even if you have a lot, maybe heavy use there, and you may have to wait to get to a charger uh, as well. Uh, speak to me a little bit about what you. what would you like to see change here in this country? The government's now encouraging people to get EV vehicles. They're, they're, I know on the provincial side and the federal side, there is an encouragement, tax incentives to build more chargers. But you also in the past have spoken to me about the challenges you've seen in your own condominium complex. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up. Like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, that's right. Uh, it, it's very difficult to, to shift behavior this quickly and this dramatically. I mean, you know, right, right now, Canadians for the last decade, if you take the pandemic out of the, out of the equation, the pandemic years, um, we're buying somewhere between 1.8 and 2 million new gasoline-powered vehicles in Canada. Um, so you're, you're asking the marketplace to shift from that, which has been going on for decades, people buying gasoline-powered and diesel-powered vehicles, to making the wholesale shift to electrification. So that's a pretty dramatic shift. What seems to be missing in, in the equation isn't the will or the capabilities of automakers of all sorts, from Tesla to Ford Motor to Nissan, to create electric vehicles, but rolling out the infrastructure to support them. And, and there, there was a lot of ways that I've never seen properly explored. And every time I ask the question, uh, I don't get a very good answer. So, for example, mm -hmm. um, there's car dealerships all over this country, thousands of them. It, it seems to me that if you're asking every car manufacturer to provide charging stations, why not build out the network right at the dealerships that sell these things? Um, you know, I mean, w why not? I mean, every every small town across Canada has car dealers, uh, and they're all dotted all along highway destinies. So I, I guess the big overriding answer that I would say is private industry has not been engaged uh, effectively to support the charging network. This has been something that has been a haphazard, uh, sloppily applied approach to creating a charging infrastructure network. And when there's already places in place where you could maximize this, this sort of thing, I, I, when I talk to car dealers, for example, Jeff, 
they've never been approached by any government official to, to create a um, uh, to participate in the creation of a charging network. So those kinds of um, uh, uh, approaches using public corporations and private corporations bringing in the private sector to uh, bolster this, it seems to be a missing part of the equation. It is interesting, isn't it, that we spend so much of our time fighting and talking about paper cup fees in the city of Vancouver when they could be spending their time on, um, you know, making sure it's easier to put chargers in new condominium developments, lobbying the provincial government uh, in regards to building codes, which would allow for more chargers. I mean, that's the stuff we should be focusing on. And that's where I think municipal government has a role to play when it comes to climate change, not paper cups. Well, some are trying. Uh, you know, I, I attended last week uh, a seminar put on uh, by the city of North Vancouver, where I live, um, that laid out the approaches condominiums, new and uh, and existing ones, uh, can take to access various government subsidies and supports that are out there. But when you start digging into the details of it, well, I, I'm the president of my strata council, and when I talk to my fellow council members, we, we look at each other and say, well, there's three people in a building of 153 units that have electric vehicles. How do we sell the idea of, of, up, of the, uh, the strata corporation spending up front somewhere between $125,000 and $150,000 to, uh, to provide a network of charging outlets in our building when only three people are going to use them? And then you know, there, there's ways to get around that uh, or to, to bolster that argument. For example, I've seen figures that a charging dock in, in, a, uh, in a unit adds about $10,000 of value to a vehicle. But that, that, for example, was not part of the presentation by the city of North Vancouver. So it's, it's 150000 to put in a charging station for like a condominium or townhouse complex? And, you know, to qualify for government incentives. So there, there's oh, okay. incentives out there that are... Uh, that are delivered through BC Hydro and various municipalities, you need to wire, if you've got an existing building, for example, an older building, let's say it's 15 or 20 years old, you need to, you need to wire the entire parkade so that each parking space can be accessible for a charging dock. It doesn't mean you have to install the dock, but you do have to wire it. So, for example, in this building that I'm talking about now, it's, it's a 40-year-old building with a concrete indoor and outdoor uh, parking spots. The only way we could retrofit that would, have put, would, would be to put um, ex, ex, uh, external conduit along the walls. Um, and that presents other security issues then for us, right? So if we're going to wire this so we could put 220-volt docks in every parking space, um, then we have to think about putting security cameras up because when you wire a building like that and you have external con, uh, conduit, then it, it's, a, it, it's a vandalization or a criminal issue that could come up. So, yes, we could, we could spend one hundred or $150,000 and probably get a big chunk of that bat, back through various incentives. But then, then who's going to pay for the security cameras? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, vandalism happens. This is the world we live in, uh, you know. And so those kinds of issues were not addressed in the presentation I went to. And, and so when I go around and ask people in our building, in this building, you know, what do you think? They say, well, I don't even own a car. Why would I even, you know, support this initiative? Because I don't I take transit. 
And and just a final question to you. So the, it, when new buildings, is there any uh, requirement from the city or the province to, to, to pre-wire it for chargers? Yes. There is. Yes. New construction needs to be uh, prepared. Um, and, and I believe in, in this, it, this is a municipality thing, but in this, for example, in the city of North Vancouver, I believe 10% of the parking spaces need to have charging docks, a level two. So that, that's, that's, the, that's like the plug to use for your, um, your dryer, uh, your, your, your dryer or your washing machine, that sort of thing. So it, it'll take you about eight hours to charge up an electric charge. vehicle with one of those. A slow charge. Well, fingers crossed we yeah. can deal with this issue. But once again, a reminder of where our priorities should be. Jeremy, thanks for your time, my friend. My, my pleasure. We'll talk, we'll talk again.